Bishop Lee, it is so good to have you and your sweet wife with us tonight. God bless you. And our friends from Illinois, these young ladies come over and visit with us, and we always appreciate them coming over and being with us. Amen. Other guests that are with us tonight, thank you for being here. And above all, we're glad the Lord is here tonight. We want our good evangelist to come and minister as he feels to this congregation tonight. Would you welcome our good evangelist, Brother Josh Herring. Glad to have his sweet wife and children with us tonight. Come preach your heart to us tonight. Praise the Lord, everybody. I was praying this afternoon, and I just, I said, God, you know, we're, we're exploding in this awakening, but we need a notable miracle to take place, to take the faith and take it to another dimension where things can happen. And I believe the notable miracle has happened because you could feel the gift of faith just go boom when we've heard that tonight. Something's going to happen tonight. Something's going to happen Sunday also. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. We have the real thing. Praise God. Give honor to Pastor and Sister Jordan, obviously. Love them dearly. Any evangelist that comes here and does not honor your pastor and his wife, don't have them back. Hello? Amen. And while I'm on that, and I say it a lot of places, but never fall in love with the preacher more than the pastor that you have over your soul. Thank God for your, fa- your pastor and his family every day. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glad to have my sweetheart with me tonight and the boys. And, and um, I've been feeling this afternoon uh, to preach this. I've been asking God uh, all week when to preach this message um, because it is something he has given me for this, uh, for this time. And so I feel released tonight to uh, give this to you and then Let's see what happens. The book of John chapter 1 and the book of Acts chapter 8. John chapter 1 verse 43 through 45 and Acts chapter 8 verses 3 through 8. I give honor and love to my fellow evangelists tonight. The Tapia and Brother Gentry. Amen. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee And findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip findeth Nathanael, and saith unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Acts chapter 8, verse number 3 says, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committed them to prison. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere, preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. 
For unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. I want to preach from the subject tonight. I am a walking revival. I am a walking revival. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, I am a walking revival. And turn to your other neighbor and tell them, you are a walking revival. And by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, we unleash the gift of faith right now in this place to be so powerful and so devastating to hell that nothing can remain the same in this church or in this city after this weekend. In the name of the Lord Jesus, release boldness and power and authority tonight upon your people. Would you clap your hands to the Lord one more time and would you lift up your voice And would you thank God for what's about to take place? I worship you, Jesus. Praise God. You may be seated. Before he was the great apostle Paul, we know him as Saul, the Christian killer, was on a rampage killing everyone that worshiped the Lord, putting them in prison, destroying families and churches and people's lives and marriages with his threatenings and wreaking havocs, what the Bible said, throughout the church. And he was on a mission to destroy everyone that worshiped God. And nothing will make you live for God like a threat from hell in your house. Nothing will make you get on your knees like an attack on a family member. Nothing will make you call out to God like something out of nowhere threatening the future of your home. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. When everything is nice and easy, you can chill on the pew, have a cute patty cake, Pentecostal praise, and love the Lord. But when hell has showed up at your doorstep, you don't have time to be cute in a service. You don't have time to wait for the preacher to cheerlead you to the right moment before you get a breakthrough. You're going to go after it as soon as you get here. Someone is in this house tonight with a made-up mind. If no one else gets something, I will get something tonight. I cannot let the devil do what he wants in my house, and I remain calm in God's house. I have to have a miracle from the Lord. I believe like he said earlier, we need to go from I need a miracle to I'm getting a miracle. I I want a miracle to God is going to touch me tonight. Someone needs to start prophesying their way into church from now on saying tonight's my night. I'm getting healed tonight. I'm getting set free tonight. I'm getting a miracle tonight. That's what we need in the apostolic church. Prophecy before church begins. Prophecy in the car. Prophecy at work. God is going to do something amazing in my life tonight somebody shout yes Philip hears Saul on this rampage and I don't know why because later on when there would be threatenings they would pray and fast and send preachers out but but they weren't doing that they were scattering trying to preach everywhere they could but they were running in fear but the Bible said when they started running in fear that Philip found a city and he went down there and he began to preach like no one had ever preached in that city that city was a war zone in the spirit world that city was on lockdown from heaven 
hell. Even Jesus, when he entered that city, only had one convert, the woman at the well. Nothing happened in Samaria. Nothing broke loose there. It wasn't where you would think revival would be busting at the seams, but Philip had something on him. He said, I'm going to go to a place where nothing has ever happened, and I am anointed by God to start something in that place, and God is going to use me. There's nothing that will make you preach like the devil fighting you at your house, at your town, at your job, with your kids. Nothing will set someone on fire like a threat from hell. And Philip didn't get prayed for, didn't get anointed with oil, just went on a rampage himself. I like people that when the devil punches, they punch back. I like people that don't hide and get intimidated and skip three out of four services when the devil starts messing with them, but rather they get on their feet and they say, bring it. If you're going to come at me, there must be something that you'd be coming at me for. If you're fighting me, there must be a reason that you're fighting me. If you're attacking my church, there's a reason you're attacking my church if you're delaying our building being sold there must be a reason you want us to stay in here because if we ever bust loose from here there's no way in the world you can contain well I can get loose on that Philip went on a rampage Walked in the city, no flyers, no Facebook invites, no one calling on the phone, didn't send a group text out saying, I'll be there, meet me at such and such corner, I'm going to give you revival. He just walked in without a microphone, without a choir, without someone packing him up, without the apostles with him, and he began to preach the power of Jesus. And the Bible said people with unclean spirits began to cry out, and the sick were healed, and the entire city great joy came to that city all you need for revival is someone to make up their mind to start being the revival where it's not happening let me be what isn't happening let me be the fire let me be what you use for your glory i am sick of going to apostolic churches and hearing them say god send us revival I am sick of going to churches and sending them here and say, we're glad you're here. We've been waiting for revival. Apparently you think somebody has more power than you do. If you have the Holy Ghost, you are a walking revival. You have everything that you need. But a lot of us want to see the glory on Moses' face. Let him climb the mountain. Let him fast. Let him pray. Let him hear from God. And I'll come down here and wait in my carnality. And then you inspire me and cheer me up three times a week. And that's why there's a lot of cities with no revival. But I am in a church right now where the people want it more than most churches that I go to. Someone in here wants it. Can I give you the key? What you want God to do and what you want, what you want to see God do? You could be the hands of God if you want it to be. You could be the feet of God if you want it to be. You could be the voice of God. There's someone out there if you want it to be. You are the revival. Revival's not 
not coming. Revival is here. It's everywhere in here right now. You are what this city needs. Somebody shout hallelujah. went on a rampage. Everybody sick got healed. Everybody possessed got healed. You understand how powerful this is because the Bible said that city was on lockdown because there was a sorcerer by the name of Simon and everyone was scared of him. He lorded over them. He prophesied things to them. He made himself to be something that he wasn't to them and they were afraid of him. But when they saw this preacher who was not intimidated by him preach and they saw the unclean spirits cry out and they saw the sick get healed. They believe the preacher over the devil possessed sorcerer. That we, we need that kind of stuff to happen. We need cities to realize we have more power than the palm reader does, than the voodoo priestess does. We have more authority than every demonic spirit in this area. You know I've never said this, but I strongly feel like the prince of this city is either in this building tonight or near this church. I've been fighting a spirit all throughout this service. Something big is in here from the other team. I'd like to talk to it for a second. No matter what you do to intimidate anybody in this place, you will not keep this church in this location forever. And when they break free, let it be known to you that you are going down. And the people that you have held hostage are going to be set free. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Somebody shout Jesus. Somebody talk in tongues for a minute right now. Someone lift up your voice and worship the Lord. Let the devil hear you. Magnify the name above every name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revival got so crazy, you can be seen that even the sorcerer got baptized. You know you're having revival when the other team shows up in the altar. I want the kind of revival that witches get the Holy Ghost. I remember in Stockton when that happened one time, and this this witch came. We had such a crazy revival going on, and she flew in from South Korea, and her and her husband, and she landed in San Francisco, and she was uh, involved with some kind of cult in South Korea. And when she landed, she she wanted so desperately for God to save her from the attacks and the torment that where she was dealing with that she typed in church in, in her phone in San Francisco. Now Stockton is an hour. And 30 minutes from the San Francisco airport. How many churches are in that 
city between the airport and Stockton. And the first church that popped up on her phone was the church we were having revival in. And she drove there and we baptized her on a Monday afternoon in the name of Jesus. That's the kind of stuff that needs to happen where they can't resist the power. It draws them. They may be three hours away, but they've got to get here because something is happening here that they cannot resist and that they want to have. I foresee a revival in the upcoming years that people will routinely drive from Indianapolis, from other cities around here every Sunday, every Wednesday to be in the fire. Let me tell you, people want the fire. They want real radical revival. They want apostolic power. They want to see the miraculous. They want to see God be God. He said, I got to get baptized. And when the other preachers heard about it, they wanted to be there too. Peter showed up. The apostles came because they wanted to be a part of what this walking revival started. So they started laying hands on everybody. And they were all getting the Holy Ghost. And Philip doesn't get a bad spirit when the bigger name preacher shows up. But instead, he starts praying. The angel of the Lord comes to him. He says, go out to the desert. There's a guy in a chariot by himself. Why does God take Philip, who's preaching the greatest revival of his life, and make him leave that revival and go to one little chariot where one man is reading the scripture? Because when you're a walk in revival... God can trust you with thousands and God can trust you with one. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. Don't let the devil tell you you got to be a preacher or some kind of powerful person to be a walk in revival. There's someone at your job right now that God has anointed you to win. There's so oh, I know you don't like that because you don't want, you want us to do it for you. But let me tell you, there's someone around you that you are anointed to win. And he walked out there. And the guy said, I don't understand what I'm reading. And Philip preached to him like he preached to the city of Samaria. Evangelist, you got to hear me, guys. we got to remember this no matter what. Whether we're preaching Youth Congress or we're preaching to a place where there's five people, we've got to preach like it's our last time to preach. We've got to go after it like it's our last service. Every preacher in here, hear me. you got to preach like it's your last time to preach. you got to reach like it's your last time reaching. Philip said, I'm going to go after him like I went after the sorcerer. baptize that dude in the name of Jesus. I'll find water in a desert. That's how you know God is amazing. When you're a walking revival, he'll bring water to your desert places. He'll provide ways for stuff to break out. He'll provide answers and avenues for revival to be loosed. And Philip said, here's some water. And this guy said, here's the water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip baptized him in Jesus' name. And when he baptized him, because God could trust him with one, the only time in the Bible someone's translated to a different City happens right here as Philip baptized him when he came out of the water Philip disappeared 
put up Acts 8, verse 40 for me. And the Bible said they found Philip at Azotus. Azotus means the stronghold. See, when God can trust you with a Samaria, when God can trust you to step out and do something no one else is doing, and when God can trust you to win someone that no one else wants to win, God can send you to bring down strongholds. But we want God to send us to Azotus before we win the guy at the chariot. We want God to give us this great ministry and this great fame and this great power. And we don't care about the one guy on the street that no one's talking to. And that's the problem. But Philip, God said, I can trust you with a stronghold. And passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Caesarea is in Lebanon. I came for someone tonight. Caesarea is in the foothills of Lebanon. Lebanon means whiteness. Jesus said, for the fields are white and ready to harvest. And God said, when I can trust you to step out, I can send you to a place that's ready for revival, even though no one else realizes it's there. I'm talking now. And the revival must have broke out in Lebanon, in Caesarea. Acts 21, verse 8. Put that up for me. Because 13 chapters later, the Bible said we departed from Paul's company. And we came to Caesarea. And we entered the house. 13 chapters later, he's still having revival. He's living in Lebanon, having a breakthrough. Let me hear you in the Holy Ghost. When revival breaks out. You can roll your eyes at what we're starting in Lebanon. You can roll your eyes at Brother Spencer. You can roll your eyes at Pastor Jordan. And you can never help and you can never show up. But you hear me in the Holy Ghost. What is being started there is not temporary. It's going to last. It's going to be there. It's going to be established by God. Somebody shout hallelujah. When a Philip enters a Lebanon, you've got a revival that the devil cannot contain. You've got a man that's been to hell and back. You've got a man that has influence and power. When God says it's time for Lebanon to be reaped, something has happened for God to send you there. the Holy Ghost right now I think might be Lebanon's prince that's near here you're not going to stop the word said though thy beginning was small yet thy latter end shall greatly increase I see a building not a room I see a building not a room I see a building, not a room. 
I see rain falling in that building. I see a mist of Holy Ghost falling on people as they raise their hands and speak with tongues. I see rain falling. I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I've heard from God today. I was on my face, and God showed me that. I've never seen that before. But Lebanon will be reaped. Caesarea is going to have revival. Philip, I sent you there. Philip, I sent you there. Let me tell you what the Lord told me for this church. He said that it is his will for there to be a harvest Sunday in this place. But you have to become a revival between now and Sunday to someone. There it is. There it is. What do you mean I've got to get involved? Yes, you have to get involved. Let me just preach it like I feel. I love everyone in here. We can bounce around every service, but the will of God is for there to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this place, for that water to be stirred and sinners in that tank coming up in the name of Jesus and all their sins being washed away. I bet there's a contact in your phone you could text tonight. I bet there's someone you could call. I bet there's a backslider that you have contact with. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I feel like stirring a fire up. What would happen if someone would become a revival starting tonight? I may not be a preacher. I may not be able to sing like them, but I can get my phone out, and I can start their little fire. Someone could do something dangerous. You could win the next preacher. You could win the next apostle, the next missionary, the next prophet, if you would just be a revival to someone. That preacher years ago in Louisiana preached on the Holy Ghost almost every night of a six-week revival, and only one little kid got the Holy Ghost. A seven- or eight-year-old kid raised his hands and got the Holy Ghost, and the preacher left town feeling like a failure because he preached every night for revival, and only one kid got the Holy Ghost. But that kid's name was J.T. Pugh, who became one of the greatest preachers that ever walked this planet. Listen to me. If you'll make up your mind to do what you can do, God will do what he can do. Your friend may not come, but somebody's going to be here that wants the Holy Ghost. If you will step out, my God, God will step out. If you will reach out, God will reach out. If you will extend a hand, God will extend a hand. Stand to your feet right now. Somebody shout, I am a walking revival. I have the Holy Ghost. I have power in the name of Jesus. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am blessed and not cursed. I will be used of God. I will be used of God.
Before I go any further, who, where's the group going to Lebanon tomorrow to do outreach? Would you come up and stand up here right now? Am I right? You felt that too. Come on. A lot of this group last night when we were out at the restaurant went to Lebanon. And they prayed in the streets. And they walked out and worshipped God in dark places. There will be revival in that town. There will be revival in this town. Come on. They're going out tomorrow. The devil's mocked them the first three or four weeks they've been there. Haven't had the breakthrough yet. But a few months ago, a witch was there when they were witnessing. And when they handed her a card, she saw your pastor's name, and she said, that's all I need. And I told your boys, I said, she's going to curse your family and curse him. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt, she tried to kill him. But the Lord spoke to me in the middle of the night. I don't know if they told you or not. The Lord spoke to me in the middle of the night a couple of days after that happened and said, that witch is about to die. That city. Oh, yeah, it's quiet in here. Oh, come on. Are you with me or are you against me right now? I don't care what demonic power has stood up to your pastor and to that young man right there. I'm declaring in the name of the Lord that the lighthouse will be built. The light will shine in that city. Revival will bust loose in that city. Somebody talk in tongues right now. Somebody pray in the spirit. They're going to Lebanon tomorrow. Would you raise your hands up here in the altar? Would you stretch your hands out in the congregation covering them? Preachers, pastor, would you cover them? And by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, impart boldness to them right now and authority and dominion over every spirit in that city and give them favor in the eyes of the people. Give them favor in the eyes of the lost. Give them favor among the broken. Let them go to the hungry. Lead them to the right places. Order their steps. Order their conversation. Order their words, their tones, their facial expressions. In Jesus' name, somebody shout, Jesus! Come on. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Someone, hear me. You are the revival. Be the revival. Be the revival. Be the witness. Be the preacher. Be the one that reaches. The devil wants to convince you that you cannot reap until you get to the new building because of the lack of room.
You may not be able to grow and hold everyone in the same room, but don't the devil tell you that there cannot be outpourings of the Holy Ghost in this room until you're in that new place. Hear me in the Spirit. All it takes for Samaria to get on fire, for the Ethiopian man in the chariot to get baptized, for Azotus to hear the word of God, for Caesarea in Lebanon to have revival, is one person. I'm not preaching to your neighbor. I'm not preaching to the Jordans. I think they've done enough. I wonder if there's some men, women, boys, and girls that will become a walking revival tonight and get someone on the phone. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Tomorrow, I know I'm working, but I'm going to call someone while we're working. Hey, you coming tomorrow? If you've got to pick them up, pick them up. If you've got to buy them lunch, buy them lunch. you got to buy them dinner, buy them dinner. But get them in the house of the Lord because if they can get in here, it will drop like rain in here. And Philip the apostle became Philip the evangelist because he got to a place where revival wouldn't let him go. There is a place. I might be talking to myself right now. I feel like I'm prophesying to me right now. I go everywhere across this world giving everything I have. But someday I'm going to have a place. I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know why I'm talking to myself right now. Revival's not going to let you go. You're going to find a place in God. You're going to find your Caesarea. You're going to find your Lebanon where revival holds you. Philip had to go everywhere. With the top, yeah, there's a place for you. There are several young men of God in here that will be pastors. That man is a general in the spirit. And God has given him a gift of mentoring young men and young preachers. And some will stay in Frankfurt. And some will go other places. But they're going to find their Caesarea where the revival holds them. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. I am anointed by God right now. You are hearing me. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost is upon me. The Lord is saying, revival will break loose on the left and on the right. If you will step forward, I will step beside you I will step above you I will step behind you I will step in front of you I will order your steps there is a space of time coming and where you will not have to break your back 
there's a revival coming where you will not have to break your back for it. You will not have to sweat during the day hoping something happens that night. There's a revival coming to Philip Jordan. Oh my God, I'm in the Holy Ghost. You have carried things. When people fall apart, you stay calm. When people go crazy, you've stayed calm. While it was breaking you physically and emotionally and spiritually. But there is a revival coming to this city that holds you and lifts you up. You will not have to search for people to be with you and to affirm you. The people will lift you up like they did Joshua in the Bible. When the Lord magnified Joshua in the eyes of the people, the Lord will magnify the man of God in the eyes of the people. I'm feeling God all on me right now. There's a revival coming. Will you be a part of it? Will you step out of the boat? Will you be used of God? Will you step out? Will you be used of God? If you're willing to just try tonight or tomorrow, I know you can't all get up here, but can you just take a step, if you can physically, out of your pew or come up as close as you can. If you're willing to step out for God. I was driving up here from Florida. Hear me before we pray. And we drove 17 hours one day. We were almost to Indianapolis. It was dark. And we saw police lights on the right side of the road. And we saw a fire. And we pulled up to it. We, we were going slow around it. And there was, the ditch was on fire. We thought maybe a car was on fire. The ditch was on fire. And the firemen and the police were putting it out. And we drove 120, 50 yards up ahead, and there was another little fire. And these guys were putting it out. And we drove a few hundred hundred yards ahead, and there was another little fire. And they were putting it out. Then we drove about a quarter mile, and the whole ditch was on fire for a long ways. And there was no one to put it out. And I saw in the Spirit... If the revival breaks out far enough, hell will run out of resources to put it out. I told him on the phone this last week. I said, the Lord wants to start a fire. This is before I saw those things. The Lord wants to start a fire in that church that can't be put out. And all week long, I've been seeing pockets of fire in the church. It'd break out over here, and it'd be calm over here. Then it would break out over here, and be calm over there. Then it'd break out over here. And And it's almost like the devil's trying to put out everything that gets started. But you hear me in the Holy Ghost. 
He's running out of resources. He wouldn't have showed up here tonight if he had everything contained. It's about to break loose. It's about to get contagious. It's about to spread. Shataramahaya. Somebody get on fire for God. Somebody set on fire. Somebody get on fire. Somebody get on fire. You might witness tomorrow. And hell might spray water on that conversation. Tomorrow night, set yourself on fire again. Because while they might be stopping you, you might be letting someone else loose. Demons are not limitless. If I could get the church to hear that, there are not infinite amount of demons everywhere. Only one-third of the angels fell. For every devil, there's two angels. They are limited in what they can do. If only a few people get on fire, they can put it out. But if this entire place would bust loose and go after it, there would be nothing hell Shaka could do about it. There would be nothing they could do. Uncontrollable fire. Uncontainable fire unapproachable fire unguarded fire we ought to make hell pick their poison if they know only a few people are doing outreach they're going to aim at them but when the whole church goes on outreach They can't stop everyone from witnessing. They can't stop everyone from coming. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. And we're so blessed with modern technology that even those that are timid and afraid to go out in public, tell people about the Lord, even you can be a walking revival. You have a phone. Use it for God's glory. I'm going to pray over everyone in this church right now. And I'm going to pray that God gives you names of people to contact. I'm going to pray that God orders conversations. I'm going to pray that you run into someone tomorrow or you, you get a burden to call someone. And, they, and if, if none of them came, someone's going to come Sunday morning or Sunday night that needs the Holy Ghost because God will honor his word. His word will not return void. But they can't stop you if everybody goes after it. The greatest apostolic revival in, in the world happened in Ethiopia. When in approximately six to eight years, two million people received the Holy Ghost. And they said that they prayed for unity. They never prayed that God would send revival. They just prayed that everyone would get involved. And Brother Cunningham told me a year and a half ago, even though they're not in the UPC anymore, that there's over six 
million people in Ethiopia that have the Holy Ghost and been baptized in Jesus' name because when you make up your mind to do something and be something and when your neighbor does and the kids want it and grandma even calls someone and dad calls someone that is how revival that cannot be stopped gets loose in a city. Are you ready for God to use you? Would you raise your hands? I bind every demon that would hinder anything that God tells you to do. I bind every spirit of fear and unbelief and doubt in the name of Jesus and I loose the gift of faith in this place right now let it fall on you let faith fall on you let God use you let the Lord order every text every phone call every email every conversation every encounter let the angel of the Lord go before the people and let a fire break out that hell cannot stop. Somebody shout Jesus. Why are you shouting Jesus? While you may feel nothing, demons tremble at the mention of the name of Jesus. Every devil in this city just heard you scream that name. They quiver. They back up. They tremble when you say that name. Somebody shout Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you have authority. You are a revival. You are powerful. God wants to use you. Now grab their hand and pray together with them that the Lord will help them right now where two be agreed touching anything and where two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of them let the power of the Lord be drawn to our unity Come on, big guy. Get the Holy Ghost all on you. That's another one getting the Holy Ghost right here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The fire has started already. The fire has started already. He got the Holy Ghost just now. Yes, he did. The fire has started already. The fire has started. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. God's confirming his word. God's confirming his word. People are getting the Holy Ghost already tonight. God's confirming his word. God's confirming his word. God's confirming his word. God's confirming his word. You have the real thing because you are the real thing. You have real power living inside of you. 
Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Drive out every devil, every spirit, every attack, every fear, every threat. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost. You are a walking revival. You're a walking threat to hell. You are living power. And you shall receive power.